1: Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality. How you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives, and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest, and sexiest version of yourself. Hi, my name is Hayley Quinn, and welcome back to another episode of Attraction HQ. Now, as you know, I like to kind of look at love from different and interesting perspectives, um, and today I'm very excited because I've got a guest on here that I actually very much respect who's going to give you, get this guys really really specific detailed practical advice so you want to have your notepads ready or listen to this one again he is the number one asian dating coach uh his name is jt tran and he's the founder of abcs of attraction this guy even lectures at harvard that's how hot his knowledge is <laughs> and very recently we did a youtube collaboration together on how you can date women as a shorter guy so we're going to get really into it today we're not going to hold back and we're going to talk about the reality of if you are a shorter guy or if you are an asian man you may be looking to date outside of your race how you can do that because I have to say, and I think this is just one of these, like, truths about people, there's no point pretending that people don't have certain prejudices or biases or preferences when they meet other people. Of course they do. But I'm a huge believer in two things. Um, Those two things would be, one, you don't have to be a cookie-cutter Ken doll of perfection in order to meet amazing women. Like, that's just not true. Um, secondly, I think particularly man to woman, how you behave and you communicate with her is... Everything. Like, I've just been reading... uh, Have you read uh, Robert Greene's book, Seduction? The Art of Seduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was just reading about, like, all of the, the tales of these... It, apparently, extremely grotesque and like gargoyle-like <laughs> men who <laughs> did amazing things. There's hope for the rest <laughs> of us. Oh. <laughs> I know, hopefully, me too. Um, so, what I was thinking about is like, first of all, thank you so much for coming on my show. I really well, appreciate it. Thank
2: you so much, Haley, for having me.
1: All right, awesome. So, um we were talking about the the shorter guy. So, maybe we could think about, and I don't know if you're listening. You might be listening, and you might be conscious of your height, and you might think that in online dating or when women meet you, they're just like. like. Like, you're just not the right physical preference that they're looking for. Um, Do you think, straight question... Do you think that that shorter guys have it harder when it comes to picking up women?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean they've done multiple studies that have shown that taller people are just generally more well regarded, make more money, and date more. And for those of you guys who aren't familiar with who I am or have seen pictures of me, I'm only five foot five and that's on a good day, okay? <laughs> I am not a tall guy. I I wish I was born tall, dark, and handsome, but I can settle for being short, standing, and smooth. <laughs> and that's what you have to do when you're as short as I am and just as average looking as I am. I, I can't settle on being like a good looking guy because it just doesn't work for me. So I have to play up every single strength that I have, whether it's dressing sharp or coming in strong on the approach when I talk to a girl or just being very dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be more than just a stereotype. You have to be larger than life, what I call exude that command presence mm-hmm. because you are going to be dismissed and it is partly because I am a short guy, mm-hmm. and if i 'm generic, if I have a, a weak personality, people will more likely dismiss me than if I was say taller and good looking mm-hmm. and that 's just reality i mean that's it is what it is and there 's no use trying to you know m- make Tell polite lies about, oh, we're all, you know, human. But the reality <laughs> is we all get judged. We, we judge do. women. Women judge us. It's, it's true. They say, the say on
1: online dating sites particularly, and this is obviously like to me, like the worst of humanities. like <laughs> they say that they will judge men on height and wealth and women on age and weight. So it's
2: like, yeah. ah, <laughs> yeah, I could <can> see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's like also, you know, for the guys that are listening, I'm just going to put in a small female voice here. That it's not that you just have it all bad. You know, men judge women back too as well. You know, there's no. a, a huge two way street, street. Like everybody yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. So the main point is here that, uh, as JT said, if you act in a way that is generic or you play it too safe or you just come across as bland. If you have something that maybe you're not like somebody's automatic physical type, that means that they've got no, they're not incentivized to keep speaking to you and you'll be Mm -hmm. more quickly dismissed. Um, Instead, what you need to do is if we can work with all of those things that JT was mentioning, whether it's your personality, your presence, your dominance, then actually people have to reevaluate you. And what I'm really interested in as well is just about how if you break people's patterns, i.e. you give them something and it's an unexpected response, they have to think on their feet a bit more. They can't Mm -hmm. just go into autopilot mode. And the problem is so many guys, and I I don't like this, uh, (laughs) is, you know, I think because you're you're nice and you respect your mum and you like women and you're a conscientious person, that means that you kind of go into people-pleasing mode and you don't want to say anything that's disruptive or that unsettles people and instead that's kind of actually a lot of the time what you need to do because if you give her exactly the same approach hello initial pieces of conversation exactly what she's used to getting from guys she kind of goes into snooze mode and she doesn't have to think on her feet about how to respond instead she just goes oh it's just another one of these guys and you have to not be Just another one of those guys. You have to do things to make yourself an individual so much that your individuality in a non-physical way is smacking around the face like, yo, (laughs) (laughs) this is who I am.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, psychologists call it heuristics. Like we make these mental shortcuts. Based off of incomplete information, mm-hmm. and if you're like very shy and demure, she's gonna pull that cloud of knowledge based off of like other guys. I, I always tell my students: be animated, be expressive, and be real. But also equally as important is be physical, mm-hmm. because I, as a shorter guy, can get away actually with being more physical than say a taller guy. Um, I have this this video, a Nightline, and I was teaching on the the interview that's this idea of kino turn which kind of hard to describe just over you know the podcast here but imagine touching on the shoulder turning her but all you're doing is getting her attention you're not trying to cop a feel you're not being aggressive Mm -hmm. you're not applying more force than you would with let's say if you took your pinky and put on the palm of your other hand it's not a lot of force you're just guiding her to look at you and you're saying hello right but you're introducing that physicality and anybody can really do it especially nightlife Um, Not really so much during the day, but that physical action gets her attention. And then, as I said, be animated, be expressive, or be real. I once had a student, like, we were practicing during my program, and he's like, JT, you know, I thought that what you're teaching was I would just... Have it, you know, do 50% of what you're doing and get me the results. Like, But you actually are doing exactly what you're saying, which is when I go up to a girl, I'm literally going like, hi, like, <laughs> I'm expressing myself because if I don't, she's going to completely ignore me. Mm. It's like I want her to feel me both in a physical and an emotional sense.
1: Right. And I think like, the, I say that the number one reason that approaches fail is just lack of attention and focus from the woman. It's like you've lost it in the first two seconds because something about you she hasn't engaged properly she hasn't stopped she hasn't given you full eye contact she hasn't given you the time of day and it's not even meant in a horrible way it's just you haven't you haven't appeared properly on her radar Mm -hmm. so I like what you're saying about doing strong physical command about Speaking with a nice strong tone of voice what would you say that and I give you away a little bit more of your secrets you mm-hmm. would say if the uh, guy is there and the woman turns around mm-hmm. and you know what women do when you stop them they give you like a funny look like right. I've, I've literally never seen a woman like turn around and smile and mm-hmm. be like really relaxed and say can I have your number she'll turn around and look like you like you're an alien from Mars right. so when, the, when a guy's standing there there's this really hot woman she's turned around she's looking at him like what? What are the first things that you would say would be a great way to begin that?
2: Well, the thing is, it's not even what you say, it's how you say it, right? Mm -hmm. So what's really important is what's the first thing a girl sees when you turn around is your face. So Before I'm even talking, I'm expressing myself physically. I make that like a laser eye contact and I give like a really heartwarming grin. Mm -hmm. So, yes, like you're saying, like she turns around, she's like, you know, who is this guy? But the thing is, like from the very get go, I'm exuding warmth and positivity and hopefully a little bit of sexuality so that her reception to me and the conversation that starts is gonna be so much easier. I think I had a student describe it like, like JT, every time you approach, it's like pushing a snowball down the hill. That's how easy it is. It's because I've mastered that seven seconds of approach. I turn her, I look at her, I was like, hi, my name's JT, what's yours? Right, really simple, but that high, you know, is working in every country, every city, every bar. Someone tonight is simply introducing themselves in the right proper way, and women are responding.
1: I think what I like about what you're saying there is to me, um, and this is I think what guys often, you, guys will often think they have to think about something super smart or witty. Or whatever to say. And in fact, building trust and making her feel comfortable, to me, is the first thing you have to accomplish. Yeah. Like, if she's not relatively chilled out and ready to, ready to hear what you're going to say, so go in with warmth, friendliness, yeah. a touch of sexuality.
2: There was a, a study that said the two primary characteristics that people judge you on is, is competence and trustworthiness Mm -hmm. obviously in a say nightlife it doesn't really matter how competent you are no one's you're not on a job interview but trust right because she doesn't know who you are so when I come in again you make that solid eye contact you make smile and like you said focus because I'm talking to a girl I'm like focused Mm -hmm. on her and like again it's it's hard to describe just on the podcast but like i have students that say like the girls have these big in my eyes as they're just listening to everything i say and it's because she is like in my universe right Mm -hmm. we're we're just talking and and conversing and she's like the number one person that i'm talking to um and one really big lesson for all you guys are listening is it's not what you say it's how you say it. Because I'm expressing myself in multiple levels from eye right. contact, facial expression, tonality, my physical body, where I'm moving, like how much I'm touching her.
1: And I think women are pretty amazing, actually, at synthesizing information. I think mm-hmm. they constantly read on all different kinds of levels. And they almost do it more automatically. I know it's a human principle, but I think women do it. It's like when a woman goes, the best example is when a woman goes, I'm fine.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> she's like
1: She said she's fine and that yeah. immediately. But the, the clipped way that she says yeah, it,
2: the shoulders... I mean, hopefully, like everybody's had a girlfriend, and they know the difference between when you ask, "Hey, honey, how you doing?" And she says, "Oh, I'm fine," and the difference between "I'm fine,"
0: "I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I always think that the non actually the non if you, it's also when you're speaking to a woman, if you can speak to her on that non-verbal level and you can observe what she's sub-communicating to you through how she says things that's one of the most powerful keys to getting into a conversation so just as a side note for instance if she says oh yeah you know i work in i work in pr (laughs) you can see that she she's happy right she likes her job and Mm -hmm. you can say oh you know that's it's amazing you really like your job i can see you just light up when you talk about it versus if she goes i work in pr you know and she's looking at her feet she's mumbling it pick up on it you know don't just ask her whereabouts her offices are you know like who she works with observe the fact that she's communicated that information to you in a way that says i don't like my job and that's what you actually have to start to work with um so i'm going to say if you know for the the shorter men that are out there listening to this if they becau- is there was there any point in interaction I, I I don't know this myself I'm just asking out of curiosity what? would you ever acknowledge the height difference or would you do things that actually like manoeuvre her so she doesn't recognise so much of a height well, difference well I, I
2: do both I mean one of my openers like a direct compliment opener is again most girls are going to be taller than me like 90% of the girls I've ever dated taller than me and I call this my Amazon opener I see a really tall girl and I love 6 foot tall girls like there's something about a 6 foot tall girl that just gets my engines running (laughs) I'm like I'm like go go and I will say you are tall and gorgeous I love you already and the thing is like tall girls surprisingly are not approached that much and it's usually only like, fellow tall guys, right, that are approaching them. But the tall guys want themselves short girls, typically. Right,
1: a lot of the time, honestly, I've got friends that are six foot or six foot one, and, like, the common thing that they'll say is, like, that they wish that they were the ballerina girl growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, like, they feel disregarded or overlooked in comparison to their cute and petite friends. And what they find is, well... I only guys that are, say, six foot plus will approach me anyway. And a lot of the time they won't approach me because they like a cute and petite girl. So they'll go after her instead. So who am I supposed to date? You know, they feel that actually that their dating pool is small.
2: Right, right. Absolutely. And so surprisingly, at least when I first started, it was surprising how receptive they were. And the fact that you're owning your own height, and I, I don't get insecure about it. Um, but you're, you're right in that there are physical things that I'll do to sort of be out of sight, out of mind. Like, I will sit down as fast as possible with her. I mean, that's just also from a practical point of view, allows you to isolate her. And, you know, these girls are wearing like three, four inch high heels, and it's painful, right? You want to go into like a physical and emotional comfort. So I sit down, the conversation gets more serious um let's say there's no chair what I'll do is I'll lean against something and I'll mm-hmm. have her lean into me maybe it's a, the bar I lean against or maybe it's the wall they lean against and what happens is like when she's leaning she's going to establish more eye level contact um <laughs> uh or like stairs or-
0: as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b
2: Like last night, uh, this girl as well, she's like six foot tall, and there's this DJ booth, and it's kind of raised, right? So I just kind of stepped at the, the DJ area, right? And that was her height, and it was just like completely out of sight, out of mind.
1: Yeah, completely, and then we're like, I have two examples that back that up. My other friend Tones, she's gorgeous, she's six foot tall, and she says that she kind of like... Often goes for a shorter guy, and she's just perfected this way of like standing now. <laughs> and she just slinks her hips out to one side and like manages oh, to drop
2: wow. three
1: inches. And also, I had that recently when I was on a date with the guy I'm seeing. Who, by the way, my height—if mm. not, I would say I would maybe say I edge it in mm. the height department. And he just—good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on it. Just, it's just not about that. It's like there was other things that I liked about him, and he stood on a little step when we were in the bar. And honestly. I was wearing high heels but it kind of we balanced out and then we were at eye contact level and genuinely I think because I admire him so much and I like him so much it's like a it's like a non- Not an issue. Not an issue.
2: Yeah. And also, when you are dating a tall girl, don't get insecure about it. I know some guys would be like, oh, I don't want my girlfriend to wear high heels. Just own that. Oh, no. Just own it.
1: Yeah. And I think if you've got a tall girl, she often feels so self-conscious about her height and feels that she's trapped forever in, like, sneakers. So, if you can make her feel feminine and beautiful and actually Mm -hmm. encourage her to be the Amazon also if she feels that sexuality and she feels confident in your company that's only going to make things better between you anyway so
2: right and emotion that I would definitely try to exude a certain amount of leadership and and Mm -hmm. dominance because tall girls have that sort of like oh they they grew up kind of tall and lanky sort of like an ugly duckling if you will yeah and so when there's a man that can make her feel feminine and soft when everyone is like treating her like some weird gangly alien, <laughs> you will set yourself apart. And like I said, you you own that height difference.
1: Yeah, and I think that's actually what you described there is what, It's one of the secret things that well, not secret, not secret things that women are always looking for. You know, we live 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 in a world where you know a lot of the time women but you know we'd, we've got equality women are working a lot lots of the times men don't feel comfortable with approaching women because they're not sure if it's sexist <laughs> and so generally a woman can feel really like she doesn't get to be feminine an awful lot of the time yeah. you know she's too she if she came she, she embraced her femininity actually a lot of the time she wouldn't be taken seriously at work it'd be seen as a negative quality and lots of guys don't give her that permission to be in that space so you might think that by being dominant or leading or assertive or any of those qualities you might think that's misogynistic it's in fact not in fact it's one of the nicest things that you can do to a woman to make her actually go back to her original sense of femininity so don't feel bad or weird about taking the lead arranging the date saying things as commands using more dominant body language in fact this will make her feel protected and secure and nice it's like literally as a woman you're like oh thank god like i don't have to be completely on guard at all times because he's got this you know i trust him like he's got his he's got my best interest at heart he's looking out for us both i feel protected and secure in his company I feel feminine I feel sexy and if you can move a woman into that range of emotions she's gonna love you forever <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is I always ask four questions and I've, I've only recently implemented this so I'm okay. looking back to the four <laughs> questions and what they are okay so I'm gonna go for to begin with most romantic thing you've ever, should we say you've ever done for someone? Because
2: Sure, sure. Uh, most romantic was my actual, let's go with my first girlfriend ever. First girlfriend ever. And this was in college and we had just kind of started a date. Finally lost my virginity. She was five foot ten, blonde, blue-eyed. So that's
0: Woo-hoo! what I imprinted
2: on. Like that's why You're I printed. like like a like a duckling, like a baby duckling, like a duckling <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like, That's why I like <laughs> tall girls. <laughs> Cause my first girlfriend was tall. Um what I did was was I, again, this is college. I'm like a, a sophomore, or something like that. And I asked a friend that I could borrow his car. And took her to, like, a really super fancy restaurant, which I couldn't afford. <laughs> was a Brooke College student. And like we dressed up. I had to borrow a tie. And it was, like, a candlelight dinner. And then, you know, we go to her place. Um, you no, know, my place. And I had my um, my roommate at the time like leave and also set up the room with like candles and roses and stuff Uh-oh. like that. Again, all outside my college student budget, but I was like, <laughs> this is my first girlfriend. I'm her <laughs> nice. <laughs> so but she was she was, she was very impressed. Um, and I, it's like being in a relationship was one of the best things I ever had. I mean, later on I realized I didn't know how to date because I wasn't <laughs> with anyone else, but like being in a relationship with a girl like a proper relationship living together for four years and doing that sort of yes kind of very mushy stuff but it, it, it helps you grow
1: i think so and you know i think that the whole like dare i say it world of seduction dating we kind of like over egg like how do i approach somebody how do i get mm-hmm. their number and then you know what that is like the start <laughs> the start <laughs> of the problem is the big work or the big challenge is mm-hmm. like Two people or whatever form of relationship you go for trying to make sense of each other over a prolonged period of time. Oh my gosh. So... Uh, I like that a lot Although I always feel bad I have to say For American colleges The fact that you guys Have to share a room Like <laughs> what is that Like, that's You guys
2: don't do that No Really it's so oh, okay. much like, So it's like I didn't realize That was That was just an American thing
1: No you, It's just you guys I'm like oh. I just always thought Like how do you How do you No you're like, you like you, What, you're what do dorm do? you do? You
2: didn't have dorm roommate? No Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Oh Oh <laughs> right. I thought it was
2: like Everybody <laughs> No
1: I'm just like God that's such an obstacle How did you guys manage no,
2: Oh, that's where it came out, um, putting a sock on the door. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Glassy. I love it. I love it. Um, so maybe this is going to lead on to the next one. Something that happened to you didn't think was when you were younger, a limiting belief. You didn't think it was possible, and then it turned out it could be possible.
2: Well, growing up, um, I was in the south of Texas, uh, which is can be a very racist kind of country and just getting picked on and getting called like racist names for the longest time i thought like being short and looking what i look like that tall attractive woman would never date me Um, And you see, this is more true in in the U.S. than probably United Kingdom, but there's a lot of stereotypes against Asians Mm. being successful, being romantic, and women wanting us. So I had that hammered into me from a very young age that women, you know, especially like non-Asian women would like never find someone like me attractive. And it took a long time to get to the point where not only did they have the skill, Um, But also to destroy that limiting belief. Mm -hmm. And it took a while. It just doesn't simply disappear overnight. It took a constant practice, not only my skill and my craft, but also the actual real world results of dating more and more attractive women that are, you know, whether they're white or Latina or black and Mm. tall and attractive. It took a while.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say that what's funny is you might think you might be looking at this tall, attractive woman. Uh, but you know what? She'll have had her, probably her demons from her teenage years yeah. as well, kicking no. around, you know? So you just, you think that someone must be super extremely confident. I said my friend was always insecure that she wasn't like her friend the ballerina. Yeah. I was called Thunder Thighs at school Aww. and Chicken Legs. Oh, <laughs> I hated school so <laughs> much. <laughs> it was really, honestly, this <laughs> is what I used to do. I used to walk around and because I'd seen the American high school movies that you'd like, as a girl, you drop books in front yeah. of a guy to get them to like pick, them up you know then your your eyes meet yeah yeah i did that you did that (laughs) but they never picked my books up Ah. i was just like throwing (laughs) (laughs) you got me (laughs) so (laughs) two more questions have you got a a life hack so something that you know you've obviously you've achieved a lot you've come really far Mm. from you've come a long way from texas (laughs) so how what mindset has helped you approach life to get stuff moving
2: um well, I'm a, by training, I was a spacecraft systems engineer, so I tend to be able to multitask and take very complex um, subject matter into, into something simplistic. The thing is, it's not easy for everybody to do that. Like, I had Excel spreadsheets when I was out charging. Um, that's me being super analytical and obsessive-compulsive, more than the keen, immortal men, right? Uh, but one thing that, that's helped me focus... Um, is having three, you know, I'll I'll build these lists of tasks that I need to do for my Mm -hmm. company or or whatever. So I just give myself three things every single day. And like, these are the three things that I am going to accomplish come, you know, hell or high water. (laughs) Right. And then what ends up happening is I end end up like accomplishing more because once those are done, okay, like, okay, now I'll go into like the, the, the bonus round and see if I can knock (laughs) off more tasks. Because the thing is, like, I what I would used to do, um, because you're juggling a company and, like, you got a team, that I would just multitask to the point where almost nothing got done. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of curl up in a fetal position. I'm like, there's so much going on. Right? It's like, why isn't more people competent? Get, you know? So, again, it's just like, I'll take three things and I'll just knock them out of the park. And it makes you feel good, it's like, okay, I'm doing something, right. things are getting done. So I next love night. a
1: list, I love yeah. a list, I love Excel sheets, I like taking those things off. <laughs> you know, it really, and also often if I'm stressed or I'm awake at night, I just write it down. I'll be like, I will address this in the morning. And as soon as on paper, this is a great CBT technique, it's on paper, you're aware of it, you're handling it, and you actually <laughs> get to feel a lot better and also come hell or high water is one of my favorite (laughs) phrases i say that all the time i'm like that's it come hell or high water i'm gonna do this i'm gonna achieve it and like that's a great mindset anyway to keep approaching things and last question i wish we could do more and i'm sure that the guy's gonna be like i want jt back get rid of Mm -hmm. hayley it's a
2: jt
0: show yeah
1: (laughs) just come take over uh do you have a dating hack or some like a little tip or a mindset or a principle that you think will just help the guys to get better with girls
2: Um, always be prepared I think logistics is the man's domain so some of the best dates, or the girls have said, it, like, the best dates with me. I was like, oh, it's so spontaneous. You know, one thing led to another. And we did this, and I was like, girl, that was-, was <laughs> <laughs> that was all planned. That was all planned. That magical kiss on the Santa Monica Fair School when they stop at the very top, and you're looking at the you know Los Angeles skyline. <laughs> that was planned. But in that moment, though, it's, it's magical. But the thing is, like, women aren't going to plan it out for you. So I always... Um. will actually write down if I'm in a new city and I'm trying to figure out things to do for a girl, like three small little dates that uh, venues that are kind of from a walking distance. And that gives you flexibility. Like, say you go Monica like Pier and you want to go walk on the beach with a girl or whatever. There's, there's things to do. And you do that for like 30 minutes you don't ask for a huge time investment and if things are going really well you're like hey you know what there's that santa monica you know ferris wheel let's hop on that's another 30 minutes and things are going good then you suggest another one but you don't want to suggest to a girl hey let's hang out for like four hours because she's (laughs) gonna say no so small things things are going good Toss out now that yeah, right. if she likes it, then you you, you build. It's you like Legos. Have,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. You have you a low it. investment initial mm-hmm. offer, right? Easy to buy into, easy to accept. Thirty minutes a walk. If it goes well, it doesn't go well. I can leave. Great. And then you're right. If you have, if it's going well, have multiple contingency plans. And also, date planning is such like an easy win. I yeah. think to have to know the local area, to kind of know a cool thing to do, to know a nice view, know what drinks to order. Yeah. Like that's and also, a simple, I, I, simple thing. Like.
2: I, I try to have a place where I know I can uh, uh, kiss a girl right. right
1: yeah so and I think that is the kind of thing like you can plan that you can do that in advance like she's not even there so if no. you're getting stressed about the date that's such an easy way to communicate or that you're confident with women that you're romantic that you're spontaneous all of those qualities you can just construct into a really well thought out date and it's a simple and easy thing to do so I like that a lot so uh, if the guys listening would like to know more more dating hacks from JT mm-hmm. where can they find you
2: they can come to my website at www.abcsofattraction.com uh, or just call at one 689 game or just email at support at abcofattraction.com
1: amazing this is a guy who's got his his organization together I can tell <laughs> you've been using those spreadsheets well uh, and also I have to say JT actually gives what I like is he gives really practical actionable advice and that is important you know things that actually work and they've been proved to work and there's thought that's gone into it rather than just like a load of like preamble and stuff that actually from a guy. And also I know that JT lives this and this is what he does. And he does what he says, which is important to me because I only like to promote people that have integrity. Anyway, if you've enjoyed the podcast, if you thought this was awesome, uh, I got so much information from this, please share it, please subscribe to it, please rate it. Um send it to a friend. Uh, I will of course be back again next week with another attraction HQ podcast. And if you want to hear more about JT, he's gonna go on my love HQ one as well, briefly. So you might want to cross over and listen to him there too. So thank you again guys and I will speak to you again next week. Bye.
2: Bye.